1996, the Big 8 dissolved, and in came the Big 12. One year later, the Cincinnati Bearcats played in their first bowl game in 46 years. Now, after a weekend that saw eight recruits commit to the University of Cincinnati, it shows the Bearcats will be ready from day one when they join the Big 12 next year. That's on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube, the Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel. We are up to 100 and 43 subscribers and counting you could be the next one so hit that subscribe button and you can also follow us so you can get an alert every time we drop a new episode if you're also downloading from an audio platform apple podcast spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcast don't forget you can hit that subscribe button there too and you can also share a comment and or give it a rating you can also do the same on youtube like today's video and share a comment on it as well. Alex Frank here with you each and every day. We are officially in the off season here on the college channel of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am trying to keep this show and I am going to try to keep this show very hard at five shows a week. We have tremendous momentum, much like the Cincinnati Bearcats football program in recruiting. This past weekend was an absolute whirlwind. Eight players committing to the University of Cincinnati after the first official visit weekend this month of June, this past weekend, and next weekend. The Bearcats now have 16 players in the class of 2023, and they are currently up to number five in the 24-7 recruiting rankings. There are only four schools ahead of Cincinnati in the Power Five rankings. One of them is a Big 12 foe in Texas Tech. The other three, Ohio State at four, Penn State three, Texas Tech is two, Notre Dame is number one. Elite company, my friends. By the way, if I didn't say uh, why I am credible enough to host this show, I am the former sports director of Bearcast Media, where I was a play-by-play announcer and uh, for Bearcats football and men's basketball and a weekly sports radio show host in our radio studio. Anyway... So number five per 24-7 sports rankings, and I'm going through the list of recruits, and first off, it's incredible. You got, um, I haven't figured out how to pronounce the name yet, so I'm going to go with um, Daya Daya McAuliffe, uh, McAuliffe, uh, that's his name, and I apologize sincerely if we don't know yet, Daya McAuliffe, um, Joshua Gregory, McCullough, by the way, a four-star corner. Gregory, a three-star offensive lineman. Then you have um, James Jenkins, offensive lineman. Manny Covey, a running back. James Do- James Duclona, a cornerback. Uh, Nick Oliveira, an offensive lineman. Aiden Green, a wide receiver. And then Luke Evans, a corner. So you've got four, play- four of those players hail from Florida. One player from Tennessee, one from Indiana, one from New Jersey, and one from Missouri. And that's what I love about this recruiting class in particular. So far, the eight players who committed this week, 
John Garcia Jr., the director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated, has talked with me about this on the show before. It's that the Bear is that he wants to, wants to see the Bearcats dip into other parts of the country when it comes to recruiting. Well, here you go. You've got uh, it's spread out. It's wide ranging. It goes from Florida up to New Jersey, all the way out to Missouri. So very Big Twelve geographic centric. You've got you know that thirty for thirty documentary. I I I I uh, made the Bearcats run to the college football playoff. I you know explained it in a how it would be portrayed in a 30 for 30 documentary. And I think we're starting to see that the college football playoff is not necessarily a climax. It is the, just the continuation of this program's build towards eventually winning a national championship. And this recruiting class shows it's not going to be just a one hit wonder. They are not just going to make the college football playoff and all the bells and whistles that came with that, and how great it was that the program did that, it's not going to be one of those where they do, but then they just fall off the face of the earth completely like a Michigan State, a Washington, or a Florida State. It's not going to be that way. This recruiting class shows that making the college football playoff wasn't just a a one-time thing. It's about the next step towards competing for a national championship. Once you make the college football playoff, You are a contender for a national championship. Now, this Cincinnati team next year may not necessarily be a national championship contender, but at the same time, you know, there are now higher expectations and championship aspirations every single year within this program. I mean, heck, this program has won two straight conference championships. They very well can win a third straight. And their first year in the Big 12, would it shock anyone if they actually won the Big 12 championship? No. I don't think it would. You know, eight recruits this weekend. Just that alone. You've got eight players. One four-star commits this week, and then just a handful of other three stars and other quality players, despite being unranked. Some of them are. But the fact that a slew of players follows a four-star recruit committing to the University of Cincinnati speaks volumes to what this program is about. If you are able to recruit players after one player like McCullough commits, just that tells you everything you need to know about players wanting to come and and play for this program. And there's so much else I can say about it. You know, it's the fact that it keeps a lot of momentum going. It's going to prove that last year's college football playoff run was not a fluke, was not the apex of this program, was not a culmination. It's just another achievement on this on this program's way to achieving bigger things. And it also, with all this momentum of landing four-star recruits, of landing three-star recruits, Let it still be known that players are still choosing Cincinnati over other Power 5 schools. That means they're choosing them over schools like Oregon and Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh and West Virginia. For the time being, they're choosing to go to a group of five school. And it's amazing in that regard how far this program has come. And it's all the more reason, with all of this momentum, 
And this is your daily segment reminder or your segment reminder that Evan Prater should be the starting quarterback for the University of Cincinnati in 2022. I will explain why in terms of momentum next. But first, I have to tell you about Bet Online. You see, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, which at the time of this recording, Golden State has completely blown off Boston's doors in Game 2. The NHL Hockey Conference Finals, gosh dang it, the Rangers missed a golden opportunity to go up 3-0 yesterday. Colorado can close out the Western Conference Finals tonight against Edmonton in Game 4. You can also find Major League Baseball and, of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing with BetOnline. It's your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown Podcasts. So go to LockdownPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you in advance for your help. All right, so when I was a freshman in high school, this goes back a long way. My physical science teacher by the name of Mike Beckmeyer, love that guy. I mean, there are very few people in this world like Mike Beckmeyer, if any, if there are any, if there's anybody in this world like him. His approach to teaching, second to none. So when I was a freshman in his class, I was taught that momentum is calculated by multiplying the mass by the velocity. Well, that might be true, but it's not how I look at momentum. When someone asked me in those days what I knew about momentum, I used it in sports terms. Momentum is a feel. You feel momentum. When you have a few really good days, when I have a few really good shows, I feel momentum. Whatever you maybe have a bad day at work, whatever you, um, maybe your team loses, like the Rangers lost yesterday for me, NHL. Whenever, you know, maybe you, eh, I don't know, another, I don't want to give out too many bad examples. Whenever you have, whenever things aren't working for you or going against you, you feel like you're losing momentum. When you take too long of a break at work, I've done that before. It's not, it's not a good thing to do. You can feel momentum. You can feel momentum shift. You can feel momentum picking up steam. You can feel, you know, um, something barreling towards you. So many things coming at you at once like an avalanche. It's a force that you can feel. The eight Bearcats players committing this weekend is momentum, a snowball effect. You can, fi- you can picture momentum as a snowball effect. But this segment is not a lecture on momentum. I am not some professor, although I do look, look, I do look like one right now with these glasses on. Thank you very much. 
Momentum in this case is starting Evan Prater at quarterback. That is exactly what it is. Think about this. You've got another four-star cornerback who just committed. You've got a bunch of three stars and other four stars, and you got a transfer and Corey Kiner as a former four-star. The goal here for the Cincinnati Bearcats is to think short-term without jeopardizing the long-term. And the way you do that is you start Evan Prater at quarterback. The short-term is this. Why would you not start your highest-rated recruit in history when you have all this other momentum going? You're going to keep your four-star on the bench. What logic is that? It's not logic. It's the definition of insanity. And I don't think this program is insane. Potential and experience is why Evan Prater should start. And momentum on the recruiting front absolutely plays a role in this. Why would you – you have more potential with, with Evan Prater than you do with Ben Bryant. Are you going to jeopardize this recruiting class and this recruiting weekend? Like I said last week, there's excitement being generated with Evan Prater. There's not with Ben Bryant. In that regard, start Evan Prater with all of this momentum. Why would you start a guy that you know has a ceiling versus a guy who's a former four-star recruit from Cincinnati who is going to be one of the headliners potentially this upcoming season, and he's already a headliner. He's the headline. He's the headliner of all headliners in recruiting. And you're going to bench him for a guy who, yes, has a year of starting experience, but in the Mid-American Conference. What world does that make sense? With all of this momentum, you're going to bench your highest-rated recruit? Of all the reasons I've given why Evan Prater should start, of all of me beating it into submission last week, why Evan Prater should start, this has to be at the top of the list. It just keeps the momentum going. And we can look at why Evan Prater should start for 50 different reasons. And we might do that as we keep the show at five shows a week throughout the offseason, June and July. But this might be the biggest reason of the ball. When you feel momentum, if I told you the Bearcats should start Ben Bryant, that would give you, that would give you a halting feeling. You would hear the, a train coming to a halt in your head. Or Eddie Van Halen doing it on his guitar, which he could do, by the way. God rest his soul. You would feel just a kind of like a letdown. Like, oh, come on, we were getting somewhere. But if I told you the Bearcats should start Evan Prater, which I've been telling you for weeks, you would feel like, oh my gosh, this guy's the limit here. I mean, what isn't this program going to get? They've already been recruiting their asses off. Now they're going to start this four-star quarterback who wowed when he played last year. And it's just going to keep getting better and better and better for this program. There's a certain feel when it comes to momentum. And in this case, it's Evan Prater starting the quarterback. You don't want to start a quarterback who has a ceiling. You want to start the guy who is a former four-star 
recruit who really got other players to try to come to commit here, especially from Cincinnati. Evan Prater could have gone anywhere. He had offers all over the country. He chose to come to the University of Cincinnati. When we talk about the effects of Evan Prater's recruiting, that might be a topic for another show. Not might be, it is. When we talk about the effects of Evan Prater committing, one of them has to be other players at his caliber following suit. And you're going to bench the guy to start the season? In what world does that make sense? It doesn't. You feel momentum. You'll feel it even more as a fan of this program if you know Evan Prater is going to start. If I told you Evan Prater is going to start, you're probably about ready to jump out of your seat and run through a brick wall. If I told you Ben Bryant's going to start, it's kind of it's going to feel kind of like a letdown. But up next, I'm about to do something that my all-time favorite sports talk show host is really good at. That's next. But first, I got to tell you about Bilt Bar. So, do you love a just a chewy chocolate brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? Oh, those are so good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolate deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? What? Well, you're in luck. Because Caramel Brownie Bars are available right now at Built.com, and you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. <laughs> Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 130. We're not talking 150. We're talking 130. 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Built's Caramel Brownie Bar like that. And the best part is caramel brownies are in fact covered in 100% real chocolate. I probably did not need to tell you that, but I did anyway. Like for real, with Bill, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And there are a million reasons why you should try Bill Bars. But for now, let's just say this. Caramel brownies will rock your world with Bill. Tasty is the new healthy. So go to Bill.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your box of caramel brownie bars Right now, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Colin Coward is my all-time favorite sports talk show host. And I'm going to tell you why I love him. Because he is so good at taking both sides of an argument and acting like he he has always thought one particular side. He can tell you something great about Aaron Rodgers one week or something great about Russell Wilson one week. And the very next week, he'll completely change his opinion about what to what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers and what he doesn't know or what he's not good at or what Russell Wilson's not good at or what this team and this player and this coach aren't good at. And it's like he's been thinking that all along. He is so good at taking both sides of an argument. I'm about to do that here. There is a case for Ben Bryant to be the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats. You might be screaming at your screen if you're watching this on YouTube or screaming at your phone if you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher because you know I've been banging the drum for Evan Prater to start a quarterback, and I will continue to do so. But I'm also going to cover all my bases here. 
because there is a real chance Ben Bryant could be the starting quarterback, and there is a case to be made for him to do so. He has a year of starting experience. And I know, that's again, I know again, that was at Eastern Michigan. But the positive is he does. He's known that he is going to be the starting quarterback the week leading up to a game, and he can prepare as such. Evan Prater doesn't have that experience yet. He's also a former four-star recruit from Illinois. Four-star recruit, that should mean something. And he can kind of fulfill this concept of the hero's journey. So let's, let, let's think about this for a minute. Ben Bryant has been a talking point of Cincinnati Bearcats football since 2018. When he committed, when he backed up Desmond Ritter, and you had fans clamoring for him to be the starter. When he transferred, you were maybe upset. Maybe you were frustrated. Maybe you were, I don't know, something along those lines. Then when he came back, you were like, oh, here we go again. Maybe this time he'll actually be the starter. We can do some good things here. We have stability here. You know, Ben Bryant did something that I'm currently doing right now. He went somewhere far from Cincinnati, got starting experience, found himself, and then transferred back. Yours truly is a Cincinnatian. Loved Cincinnati, lived there, went to school there, you know, but the time was right for me in December of 2021 to make the decision when I got offered a job here in Macon, Georgia, to move down here. I've been here for four months, Sure, it hasn't been easy not being in Cincinnati, but I'm getting great experience, starting to find who I am as a person. Never would have thought that I am some things I am. So I'm in a very similar situation. You know who else did something like this? Joe Burrow from Ohio, Southeast Ohio, went to Ohio State, wasn't working out for him. He wanted to go somewhere somewhere where he knew he was going to get other opportunities, went to LSU, found himself came back, was drafted by the Bengals, his hometown team, and now look what he's doing. This young adult, young professional, and he took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Maybe Ben Bryant can kind of fulfill that concept of the hero's journey. Shout out to Steve DePoe, Dr. Steve DePoe, professor in UC's communication department for teaching me that concept. That was my uh, communication and sport class. Anyway, Ben Bryant can be that. There is a case to be made, you know, with his stability. Because for as much potential as Evan Prater has, there is an extreme swing that can take place. You start Evan Prater week one, he can either hit a grand slam with a 350-yard, four-touchdown performance. And I'm not saying that that won't happen. It can happen, and it could. Or it can be a strikeout on three pitches kind of thing. 100, like just 150 yards and three picks. And then you go, okay, there's a problem. There is something to be said where I am for stability to keep momentum going. I understand sometimes momentum is about taking a big swing. I understand it's not about playing safe. I also understand, though, it's about, excuse me, not wanting to take risks. You start Ben Bryan week one, he goes out there for 250 and two touchdowns, no picks, and the Bearcats lose by 10, so be it. That's actually, I I do actually think that. This is where stability matters. The fear of letting it, if Evan Prater struggles, and because if Ben Bryan has this ceiling, um, sometimes though stability matters in this case. It does, I think, here. You have all this momentum. Why jeopardize it 
by throwing Nevin Prater to the Wolves. Why jeopardize when you have a quarterback who has starting experience, who knows this program, knows a thing or two about the program, and is back here as a veteran? Perhaps maybe it is a good thing to be the starting quarterback if you're Ben Bryant. How did the NBA Finals game just end? It's only 1030. Huh. Anyway, that's at the time of this recording last night. Sometimes playing a guy like Ben Bryant, who's familiar with the program, you give him a chance, you never know. We say he has a ceiling. I say that. But maybe he doesn't. We thought Joe Burrow had a ceiling in 2019. <laughs> Were we ever wrong there? We thought Desmond Ritter had a ceiling after three games in 2020. <laughs> oh boy, were we wrong there. Maybe we're wrong about Ben Bryant. This might be, you know, a pattern. We think a quarterback has um, a ceiling, but he really doesn't. This might be a pattern. It might actually be. All right, that's going to do it for me today here on Lockdown Bearcats. We got a lot to get to this week. Um, as far as guests, I can confirm that Russ Heltman, my now colleague at allbearcats.com, breaking news, I have joined the All Bearcats team. Looking forward to getting started with Russ Heltman and my good friend James Rapine. Uh, John Garcia Jr. will be on this show one day this week. Not sure yet what day uh, he will be. Uh, tomorrow, I got a fun topic planned unless we get a guest on. Um the seven players who will define this season for the Cincinnati Bearcats. The seven players who will define this season for the Cincinnati Bearcats. If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore. And you can also email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Lockdown Bearcats podcast on Twitter at LockdownCats. And... We thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen, the Lockdown NBA Big Board Podcast with Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin. It gives fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest excuse me, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your pod, excuse me, you get your podcasts. Don't forget, if you're watching on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, and thank you, by the way. The subscribers have just been great. The The increase in subscribers every single day, it feels like we're getting three new subscribers a day. So that's great. If we continue that in the football season, oh, we're going to be rocking and rolling, which we already are. We're at 143 right now, so hit that subscribe button. You can follow us to get an alert every time a new episode drops. And you can also like and share a comment on today's video. If you are downloading from an audio platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button there, too. You can also share a comment and or give it a rating. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your Monday, and I will talk to you tomorrow.